Welcome to the Naughty Child Podcast with me, Richard. And me, Polly. I'm the dad. And I'm the daughter. I did everything before I leave. I need to find that bag real quick. Alex Hartley took us off air in Brighton earlier this year. I'm a huge fan of Pepper. We thought we were really funny. So Bobby, I'm doing a <laughs> podcast, man. Come on. <laughs> well, my dog is now called Jimmy Anderson. Oh, well, Manchester Originals aren't through to the Eliminators, so I've got to change that yeah. Do you cook French food? Like, do you cook frog legs and snails? Uh, just lock myself in a procedure room. That's Sophie Eccleston's the worst. It's like having a child with you when she's on top. I don't know whether it shows something about me or whether it just shows I'm a little bit stupid. Christmas is done, Polly. Yeah, Christmas has been and gone. Is quick as normal. We had a great time in Belgium. We had an amazing time. I did really enjoy Christmas. It was very good. It was just a bit different being uh, on the continent. Yeah, it's good. I I, I like Christmas in mainland Europe. Mm-hmm. I think it's went to a pop concert. But don't 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 degrade on sheltered level of pop concert. It was better than that. Well, I Thank thought it was good. Yeah, me too. I thought it was amazing. So. <clears throat> That was very good. Went to a football match. We did, yeah. That was an experience. Union Saint-Gilloise. Yeah, 1-3-0. Mm. Um, so, back to cricket. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of just sum up the West Indies, I think, a little bit. Yes. So, tour is over. Eight <coughs> games played. Eight yeah. games won. Exactly. Um, comfortably won. Um, there were no exciting finishes. No. It was, it was kind of a bit of a boring series. I'm going to be honest. Um, I wrote something on it, so that kind of sums up everything because I can't even remember half of it now. Um, but it it's a little bit actually concerning from West Indies perspectives, perspective even, mm-hmm. um, because it kind of feels like they're falling behind a little bit, like even more. Yes. Um, yes. Because, yeah, I, I just... It feels like if you think about the fact they won the World Cup a couple of, I can't even speak today, they won the World Cup a couple of years ago. Six years ago. Six six years ago, that's still, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, But it's like they're really far from that now and you could just not imagine a scenario where that happens. Yes, realistically, there are four teams in world cricket, aren't there? Yeah. That are, it feels, way out ahead. So Australia, of course, who are way out ahead. Yeah. And then... You've got India and England, who are kind of next in line, mm-hmm. and New Zealand, you know, who we keep forgetting about because yeah. they didn't beat <laughs> yeah, England yeah. to get the bronze medal in the Commonwealth Games. Too painful to remember. Um, um, but really, those four teams you would expect mm-hmm. to be the last four in the T Twenty World Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you know all sorts of things can happen in T Twenty, can't they? Um, but they seem to be way out in front, and then you've got a next level below that with West Indies and Bangladesh and Sri Lanka, mm. um, who yeah seem to be slipping further behind. Yeah. But I think I don't think in reality that <laughs> they are going backwards. I think yeah. the advances it, it, exactly. that are being made They just not keep up with it. In India mm. and in England and in Australia and to a certain extent in New Zealand are just meaning that they're moving ahead in terms of professionalism and everything. Yeah. 
definitely. I mean, a massive piece of news from India, actually, um, is that Shikapandi is in the World Cup squad and um, the squad for their series before the World Cup as well. I'm so pleased. I'm, I'm so, so pleased because she came on our podcast mm-hmm. back in 2021. Yeah, it was like oh, September, October. It was yeah. just after they played that Australia series where she took like the wicket of the century. Yes, so a clean bowl, Alyssa Healy. Mm. Um, absolutely amazing delivery. And since she's been on our <laughs> podcast, she has been completely ignored oh. by the Indian selectors until now. Exactly. And um, yeah, she's back, which is amazing so hopefully she'll actually get the opportunity to play and not just be in that squad of 15 or whatever um but yeah very very exciting thanks for shika yeah um one thing i would mention is because we obviously have limited stuff we end up talking about because there's always so much cricket um if you want to know anything about new zealand cricket go on to the twitter of ellie indy or at five for eight she has literally everything on the nichest New Zealand cricket ever. It's absolutely outstanding. Um, and obviously we, yeah, as as we say, we have limited stuff we can end up covering. But yeah, there's so much stuff about New Zealand cricket. And especially with like the Under-19 World Cup, where a lot of the teams are kind of unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much stuff on there. So it's brilliant yeah and she's clearly so passionate about yeah, new zealand cricket despite not being from new zealand because <laughs> i remember the first time i saw her account i thought oh this must be someone from new zealand but no it's from yorkshire <laughs> so yeah um about the under 19 world cup actually it's interesting to see the different preparation that teams have had because obviously um we've spoken tons about england and, and meeting uh, loughborough and stuff and india have had a camp or two but I don't think the Australian team have actually met up. So they've wow. had Zoom calls, but I don't think they've actually... I don't think they've met up in person. I mean, that's confidence for them, isn't it? <laughs> Just Zoom calls. That, so, that is so true. They really think they're going to win this. Um, but yeah, it's, we spoke before about kind of the disparity between teams in this tournament because of funding and about the US having to set up a GoFundMe page so they could mm-hmm. train and stuff like that. But... I mean, from an English perspective, it's great because um, there's so much in our favour. Mm-hmm. And especially when it comes to things like captaincy, it's like, well, actually, anyone could really captain because anyone knows e- like everyone knows each other. Um, but with a lot of teams, the captain's not going to know some of the players. Um, I think especially with the situation of Shafali Burma for India. I don't know. It's It's a bit... Mismatch. I'm sure she's been going around and getting to know them and yeah, Zoom yeah. calling them and that sort of thing. Yeah. I, I mean, there's been no word, actually, on the uh, England no. captaincy, has there? No, I, mean, I, I don't think any country other than India has. I'm assuming. Yeah. Grace Griffiths. Yeah. That would be the very obvious choice. Um, but you never know. So, um, yeah. I dare say the coaches have got them together and they've formed their own ideas based on the dynamic yeah. of the group. Yeah. And, and yeah. That kind of thing. Um, but out of people you think, okay, natural leader, that sort of thing, you think Grace Griffiths. And also based on experience, that's a, a massive part of it. Um, we've got something special to do today. Yes, our New Year's honours. Yeah, so I kind of said this as a joke because we were talking about um, like the, I was about to say the Queen's, the, the King's New Year's honours and that how that's a, a whole thing and things like that. And we were saying, I think I joked, I was like, well, we should do our own New Year's honours. And then, okay, we're actually doing it. 
Yeah, I'm, just, <coughs> I'm aware that this year has been a big year of growth for us yeah. as a podcast. And and I think that a, a year of growth and development for you as just well. In, individual. Yeah. yeah and definitely. I'm just aware there are a whole load of people who mm-hmm. really helped us on the way. Yeah. Now, we haven't really asked them to, but yeah. they just have done. Yeah. And uh, I just wanted to take time to say thank you to those mm-hmm. people and to honour them. Them. We can't offer you a welcome to the palace, any sort of silver, what are they, what are they called, the little badges? Um, <laughs> MBE. No, no, no. What's the actual thing called, though? Is it just called an MBE or an OBE? Yeah. Medal. Medal, medal, yeah. yeah. We've got no medals, um, but we can give you a public thank you. Like sunrises, we have no like medals. Sun- <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Nothing silver and shiny. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, do you want to start? Yeah. So I I think the first people I want to say mm-hmm. thank you to are Raph and Sid. Yeah. Um, from Cricket Her podcast, who, I mean, Raph is a doctor of cricket, <laughs> quite literally. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and those two have been so encouraging and supportive yeah. uh, to you particularly. Mm. Um, over the course of this year I think you first met Raph back in March in March at Lords yeah and uh and of course we ended up doing a joint episode mm. on there that podcast. has to be one of my favorite moments from 2022 that was so much fun it's just one of, of the most bizarre uh, experiences <laughs> of my life and you watch it and there are blue lights flashing yeah. on us and there are members of the public shouting oh. at us and um uh, but but yes, they are such lovely, generous mm-hmm. people um, with their time and then the encouragement that they give. Mm. So we want to say a big thank yeah. you to Raph and Sid for the uh, support that they've given us this year. Yeah. Um, the next person we want to honour is Laura McLeod. The Laura McLeod. The Laura McLeod, um, who's the regional director for women's cricket in the West Midlands. Um, and he was the one that sorted me out with the opportunity to work with Central Sparks. Um, I also met her at Lord's. Um, so didn't she show you around the changing rooms? She showed me around the changing rooms in exclusive tour of Lords. Um, which I said at the time I came home and I was like, this was the best day of my life. Um, because yeah, that was just quite, like standing on the balcony at Lords as the sun had like kind of set. And I was oh, just like, <laughs> I was like, this is the dream, this is so good. Um, so yes, a massive thank you to Laura. Yeah, next up, um, Hannah Thompson-Radford. Now, I just Mm -hmm. met her very briefly at Loughborough um, Mm -hmm. earlier in the season. Uh, But she, in a very brief moment there, Mm -hmm. organised for you to do some (laughs) interviews on the pitch. Yeah, so um, it was the first game of the season between Diamonds and Lightning. And um, Hannah said to me, oh, you can do some interviews. And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay." And I was really, like, nervous about doing it. But she, like, pushed me to it. She was like, come on, you should do it. Um, and it was really cool because I got to chat to Tammy Beaumont and Lauren Winfield Hill, which was pretty cool. So I, I interviewed them and um, that was really fun. And she's been so, so supportive and helped me get those opportunities and has just always, you know, been there for advice and is just an all-round legend. So, yeah. And yeah. she has a really cute baby. Yes. <laughs> although she, she, at the time, yeah. <laughs> it hadn't been born yet, had it? No. Um, yeah. And... Again, this is a theme that comes through with people we mm-hmm. come across mm-hmm. uh, within the world of cricket is that people are so generous yeah. and um, just so willing to give opportunities. Yeah. Uh, and that's been really, really lovely. Mm-hmm. 
And the next person on our list is the one and only Georgie Heath, who is probably one of the funniest people I know. Um, Who, I I mean, I have a really strong memory of, um, firstly, her at Lord's, actually, when in March. um, I didn't know anyone. um, And she was like, I'm going to be there. You can hang out with me. It's all right. So that was so much fun. And then just throughout the season, bumping into her and then in that weekend at Lord's, um, especially well for the, the first day I was with her for the whole day and then the second day she spent a lot of time with us and yeah just so much fun um, and an absolute legend yeah yeah and yeah a great support to you yeah. as you've done the podcast yeah. this year so thanks go to Georgie that's brilliant um, Mike Perkins mm-hmm. uh, I want to say a big thank you to Mike Perkins uh, I was fortunate enough actually to I sat with Mike uh, watching uh, 100K earlier in the season, and uh, he's a great bloke. Um, he does commentary, mm-hmm. and uh, he gave us a – well, he got in touch with you. I don't know how. Yeah, I see. I don't even really fully know how this came about, but um, I – well, I think I've told this story before, but it was the last day of term, and I was with some friends who were, like, celebrating the end of term, and I hadn't been on my phone, like, all afternoon – and I just went to pick it up and um, I saw I had a missed call. It was like, hi, um, I'm Mike, met you in Loughborough briefly. And I kind of like remember, I was like, yeah, I met this person or whatever. And he was like, fancy doing commentary tomorrow in Loughborough. And I was like, uh, okay. And I was just like, I have no idea what I'm doing. But he's like guided me through everything so well um, and has given me so many opportunities to commentate and yeah, has just been so encouraging and reassuring and when I've like panicked he just always knows what to say and can come in and save the day so um yeah massive thank you to Mike yeah I mean such a pro he oh 100% such a pro isn't yeah. he and uh, I think I really it's great to have these role models mm. as you sort of dip your toe into the water of journalism yeah. and, and that sort of thing um so thank you Mike for all the support mm-hmm. and encouragement you've given Polly during this year yeah uh the next person we want to thank came along very early on actually um and that's Rachel Wong um who she has a role with Warwickshire um and I was looking for kind of any work experience I could get and she was like right gonna sort you out with some work experience so initially actually um I was supposed to just be doing uh, I think it was the indoor finals day mm-hmm. and write a thing for that um and I was like yeah cool whatever and then she came along to when I was doing my coaching course um, and she was like, do you want to write an article about your experience of that? And I think mm-hmm. that was one of the things that kind of got me more into writing. Because I was like, oh, actually, this is quite fun. Um, and so they were both published on the Warwickshire Cricket Board website, which was pretty cool. Um, and yeah, she's just an amazing person and gave me those advice. And, and it's also one of those things where what she does is in quite a different field to like anything else I've mm-hmm. experienced. So actually to try out lots of different things and find out what I like and what I don't like and what works and what doesn't um yeah I found that really encouraging and she was with me the whole time so like I could I got a lot of guidance from her Mm. and and things like that so um yeah great person thank you Rachel um next one up Melissa Story the Melissa Story (laughs) that's much special uh so I I met Melissa with you on um Rachel Hoveland finals day. Yeah, I met her before, but then you, I don't think you. Oh, you you'd been out with her, hadn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> During anyway, the Commonwealth yeah. Games. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, you met. <laughs> you met. To the Sixers bar. Sixers, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, 
so you were there. Uh, weird. Oh, we'd interviewed her. We'd interviewed and we'd interviewed her, her. Yeah, as we'd well. Interviewed of course her. we had, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, she offered to give us a tour of the media centre at Lords, which again was just one of the coolest things ever. Um, I was just like, oh, I can't believe this. Yeah. Um, so hopefully next summer I'll be working in there. That'll yes. Cool. Yeah. As a match was going on, and we yeah, were stood yeah, yeah. in the back of the TMS in box. the Rachel Hayfield final. Yeah, it was um, just amazing. Yeah, just amazing. It was so cool because when we walked into the main box, you had obviously the commentators there. Henry Moran was editing Nobles like right <laughs> next to us. I was just like, what is going on? We walked down to like the Sky area, and I think Charles Dagnall was there with Lydia Greenway. And I was just like, this is crazy. <laughs> um, so no, that was absolutely amazing. Um, it was really good. So yeah, massive thank you to. Melissa. Um, the final person we want to thank is Roberta. Roberta is just a legend. Just like, honestly, when I think of like cricket in Brazil, I just smile. Like, I just love Roberta. I love Brazil so much. It's so cool. So we had the privilege of interviewing Roberta over a year ago. Yeah. Uh, but she was coming over to Birmingham for yeah. the ICC um conference mm-hmm. and so she said let's meet up yeah and so I was really nervous because <laughs> we we're gonna meet this you know really amazing person yeah. and so we met up with her and we went for some food together yeah. and it was just it brilliant was so good. yeah it was just brilliant a real lovely time to spend mm. just chatting and getting to know Roberta better and showing her the city a little yeah. bit and, and that sort of thing and uh, I mean, she even sent you a shirt. Yeah, she, she sent me her Barmy Army shirt from Fairbreak, which was so cool because it has the Brazil flag on the back. And I was like, you oh. can't buy those in the shop. I know. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Um, but no, but I have so many good memories of that day. Um, and I think to be fair, that whole kind of period over the Commonwealth Games where it was boiling hot um, and just everything was just good. It's like um, a dream. It was like, oh, I want it back. Yeah. <laughs> other than the fact England didn't get a medal, but <laughs> other than that, it was all a dream. <laughs> it was great. Um, so yeah, there are New Year's honours. So thank you. So there are other people as well. Yeah, we we were like really hoping we haven't <laughs> missed anyone. So if you think we missed you, we probably have. We just we're tired. We've been travelling. <laughs> I use that as an excuse. But yes, and thank you to everyone who's been listening every. Mm-hmm week and yeah. you know that's been a, a load of people and I as mm-hmm. I can never quite get my head around the fact that people do that. I know. Um but thank you to all our listeners and people mm-hmm. who repost stuff and yeah. like stuff and comment on stuff and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um we've done a bit of a podcast guest starting eleven of the year. Uh, so purely based on this year's performances. Our, our, our starting elevens ended up being very similar. Mm-hmm. I think there were only two changes between them. Um so I'll do my first and then we can chat about yours or whatever. Um, we started off with Susie Bates and Marie Kelly opening the batting. We've got Susie Bates as captain. Um, I mean, kind of an obvious choice as mm-hmm. captain. Um, then I've got Georgia Redmayne mm-hmm. as a wicketkeeper. Uh, then Laura Harris, Maddie Green, Stair Callis, Emily Arlott, Charlie Dean, Maitland Brown, Sophia Smale and Kate Cross. It's a pretty good 11, isn't it? Yes, it's, it's really, really good. And mine was virtually the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have Marie Kelly opening, actually. I had her further down the oh, list. Okay. I had George Redmayne opening, um, I think, mm-hmm. with with Susie Bates. Uh, but, yes, I had L- uh, Lara Goodall in mm-hmm. there um, instead of Maddie Green. And I had Liberty Heap in there instead of Maitland Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, actually it shows real quality. Yeah. <laughs> We've interviewed yeah. this year. And there was no, some, I really found good, it really some really good players didn't make yeah, the cut. Yeah, exactly. Like some international players. I was like, sorry, mate, you're not getting in there. Um, but no, it's been a very good year for podcast guests. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, again, Polly, you've worked really hard just kind of schmoozing your way. I, into... I, don't, see, I don't even work that hard. <laughs> just like slide into their DMs and hope for the best. <laughs> well, actually, some of it has been a bit more complicated through different managers and stuff but um no just gotta do what i gotta do yes yes oh i think actually if we're going to add another thank you it'll be to the island media manager yes beth not beth (laughs) (laughs) no her name is it but she was amazing, wasn't she? The way she set up all those interviews whilst they're in Pakistan. Yeah. And there was there was something. Yeah, else. her name is Beth. Beth Healy. Yeah. Because yeah. I knew I knew there was two like two Australian cricketers. And <laughs> 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 um, there was all sorts of stuff going on during yeah. that tour, wasn't there? Yeah. So um, so um, Imran Khan had been shot. Yeah. Um, very close to where the island team were. Mm. And um, and that happened a couple of days beforehand, yeah. so it was all a little bit kind of like, ooh, tense and yeah. and that sort of thing. But, but um, no, she yeah, was really helpful. So really stuff helpful. Out. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else we need to talk about. I think the only thing to say is that there's a lot of stuff that won't be on the podcast that will come out in articles or I'll put stuff. We've got the yearbook coming out. Um, this, I think, is a sign of procrastination. You, you're producing a lot of podcast I've stuff just, just to I've remember to your mock exams. <laughs> this, this is the pattern that seems to repeat itself. Um, but, yeah. Today's been a really important uh, revision day for you. I noticed that you you posted a really brilliant article up, which must have taken you most of the day to write. I started that last night and finished it this morning. Wow. Yeah, working through the night. Whilst <laughs> <laughs> binge-watching The Traitors. <laughs> I think it's time to introduce our guest. It is. Uh, we've got another under-19s player. We do, yeah. Alexa. Alexa. Oh, gosh. Have we switched off the... Alexa's gone off. <laughs> <laughs> right. All the time we're interviewing Alexa, we had to make sure that Polly's Alexa was switched off because it would uh, pick up everything yeah, that, it, every it time keeps, we said Alexa. It keeps lighting up with a blue light right now. <laughs> it's, it's okay. But yeah, Alexa Stonehouse, part of the under-19 squad. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah... I mean, she has done so much this summer. She was part of uh, Trent Rockets. She played in the Test Match warm-up game against South Africa. Um, and now she signed a professional contract. Wow. Yeah, what a year for her. What progress she's made. So here's our interview with Alexa. Um, so our first question is, how did you first get into cricket? Uh, so I started off playing about seven. And it was down at my local cricket club. Um, my brother got me into it because it was just like quick cricket on the Saturday, Saturday morning. So I went down with him just like this one Saturday morning. And ever since then, I've just like enjoyed it. Um, and then I started hardball about when I was like 10. And then I trialed for Ken Andre 11s. And then I've just gone up the age groups from then. I play Kent women. It was I. I think I. Uh, my debut was when I was about sixteen against Middlesex. That's that's amazing. I, I we often uh, ask these questions and uh, of cricketers when we interview them, 
And I love the way you talk about it as if it's just the most normal thing that, you know, then I, then I trialed for this and then I went on to that. And, and actually there must've been a point where you kind of just thought, this is, um, I'm quite good at this, you know, in, in that sort of transition from going from, you know, being a 10 year old to, to being now. So what point do you think that was when you just thought, actually, I'm, I, I, this is something I'm, I'm actually particularly good at. Um, so obviously like when I was younger, I played like plenty of sports, but I was like, obviously the coaches, um, give positive feedback and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I always had my eyes on this sport. So I always just wanted to progress more. Yeah. Hopefully make a career out of it. Well, you've you've done both of those things (laughs) really well done. Yeah. And so obviously you've now been picked for England under 19. What was that kind of process like? To, to get there in terms of, you know, obviously playing over the season and were there people watching for selection, things like that? And obviously you had the 100 and other things like that. So obviously when I was about uh, under 15s, I got selected for the Southie Stars Academy, which was, well, th- at that point it was RDC, so it was Surrey Stars. And then a the year later it was Southie Stars. And then um, I started... Uh, training more with the seniors so that was obviously quite good exposure and um quite quite nice to um obviously be, be training with those sort of people to uh, get information out of them and just something that I really enjoyed really I later on in the season I got a paper play um and then obviously that I, I think that came a bit um quicker than I expected so obviously I was really happy about that. Quite, quite chuffed. Well, I got called into the for the Rockets in February, and then got a call from Richard Bedbrook for the under nineteens, which I was also very happy about. Wow, that that was amazing. So it, clearly, Trent Rockets for the hundred. First of all, you're you're very much southern based, aren't you? So, uh, what was it like going up to uh, to to play for Trent Rockets? You know in what what someone in the south would think is the north but we know is not the north but uh, what was it what was it like um having to go up there yeah no obviously it was like a new thing for me I was a bit I was a bit um not worried but I was a bit a bit nervous because obviously it's quite it's quite a big thing uh but all the girls are absolutely lovely um made me feel very welcome and obviously it was quite a good environment seeing how they like practice for practice for games and prepare prepare themselves um and then obviously being surrounded by those sorts of people um can't really go wrong yeah I mean just just trying to think Trent Rocket so you've got Nat and Catherine yeah and then like Mignon Mignon. yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) I mean just amazing amazing players what sort of things did you pick up about cricket by just you know being alongside them and training with them and being on the same team um, yeah, just obviously, like I said, like the way they prepare. Um, with um, also with scouting, like they knew everything about the game, which is obviously, obviously, you'd like to hear. Um, and they knew what other like analyzing the other people in different teams, just quite nice to try and pick up on those things and see what they analyze in people. Yeah, definitely. And then um, previous actually to the hundred, you had the opportunity to play in the warm-up game against South Africa. What was it like to be picked for that? And obviously where, I suppose, like, 
almost test cricket whites for, for the first time for England. But having the cricket whites and having your name on the back, obviously that's something that I've dreamed of ever since I was little. Um, and then even having the opportunity to just play in that sort of uh, environment is, I was I couldn't stop smiling when I heard about it, to be honest. Under-19 World Cup, obviously, is the, the next big thing on the horizon for you. So what's it been like being part of that squad? Because I know you've been meeting up quite a few weekends, haven't you, and, and training together? Yeah, so it started from, like, November. Um, it's been very busy and very enjoyable. Just mixing, obviously, um, I've been playing against some of the girls and know them through playing at school games, Shrewsbury Festival, regional stuff. Um, just mixing with, obviously, the top people in, uh, in our age group in England is quite a good achievement, I'd say. So it was it's quite intense, um, but obviously I'm really enjoying it. Can't wait until until the World Cup, really. Well, have you ever been to South Africa before? No, it's going to be a first time. Yeah, I've, I've never been anywhere near there. So I, yeah, I I can imagine it's just going to be amazing. It's just going to be full of first experiences, isn't it? New experiences. And yeah. So. so I guess you'll have, um, as you say, you knew some of those people before, um, but having sort of been put together with them in this environment altogether, who, uh, which of those players maybe has um, surprised you, maybe you didn't know as well, um, as, as you've seen them in action, you know, training together at Loughborough, um, who've who've been the people you thought, oh gosh, yeah, they're they're pretty good. <laughs> well, all all of them are. And then, <laughs> you have to be good to get there, really, don't you? <laughs> Either. we've got we've got we've got a really good young we're in Birmingham you see so um this is where this is where I'm heading towards we've got a really good young player from Birmingham uh who's the youngest player in the squad Davina Perrin and I think yeah. she's one to look out for yeah no she's very good class cricketer yeah yeah so you told us you're at school and of course Polly's at school as well and she's trying to run a podcast and do A levels and and all that sort of thing um, so I want to know, because I probably can't answer this question very well for herself, but I want to know how you balance up all those different bits of your life at the moment. Yeah, so I've actually been quite fortunate with the six form I go to, because it's quite flexible. Um, so I have training for stars twice a week. And then obviously I have the under-19s on the weekends. Um, so I have school, I think every day of the week but it's only it's like either in the morning or the afternoon and then obviously some days I can catch up um so I'm I'm not actually the smartest person so I'm doing doing two uh subjects one's sport b-tech and one's personal training course sporty <laughs> I don't obviously I have I have my uh, own car so I can drive to Beckham and stuff so my dad doesn't oh. have to out <laughs> so uh, it's uh, it works out quite perfectly at the moment. So that's good. Uh, when did you pass your test then? It must have been quite uh, recently. Uh, March twenty first. Wow! Whoa! It's December so birthday. Pastor. Holly's still learning. Holly's it's not. It's not my fault. I'm... I I started with a bad teacher and then. I yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bad student. Bad student. Bad student. <laughs> so, uh, I, so, so yeah. So um, 
but we applied for a test in August and the t- first test date we could get through was in end of January. So yeah. we're, kind of, we're waiting for a cancellation or something to come through now, but yeah. we've still got to wait another couple of months before we can get a, a test in. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about going like to the middle of nowhere in Scotland and doing it. Cause, like, who, who's going to be doing a test there? Um, I don't know if that's a wise idea. <laughs> uh, wow, I mean that's that's really good. And you know, in terms of academic stuff, I mean, I think you know it's learning. You know, knowing what your strengths are, I think is really really important, isn't it? And clearly, you're working to your strengths. Yeah. You're getting qualifications and things which are going to stand you in really good stead um, uh, for your future. So, um, you know, I'd say good on you. And it sounds like you've got the balance exactly right, much better than Polly's got. And A-levels are rubbish anyway. They're, it, they're awful. They're overrated. <laughs> they are. <laughs> <laughs> it takes so much time. Yeah, it, it's so true. Yeah. Um, so what has signing a professional contract done for you? And like, what difference has it made to your cricket? She's got a car. Yeah, so that's... Uh, obviously, the money is... Um, quite it helps with my expenses quite a lot um and like petrol and stuff to actually get to training it's now obviously a job for me so perhaps a career can be made out of it um fingers crossed being at yeah just being able to train and not worrying about anything is um i'm very happy with that it's amazing i mean it's, it's such an opportunity for you isn't it and i, I think yeah. the thing that strikes me about you alexa is we're talking is that you're so humble about your achievements you just kind of think that this is really ordinary I think it's really important that you know that you are not ordinary in any way shape or form you are you know immensely talented and how many other 18 year olds have got a professional contract in cricket in in the entire country men and women you know it's you know it's a huge um you know it it speaks volumes for your uh, talent ability and your the hard work you've put in so I think you you deserve a massive pat on the back for that. And yeah, you're right. It's not um, in a sense, it's not you're not the complete article yet. But you look at where you're at now, and you think you know if you put in that same work in the in the time ahead, that's it's going to be amazing, isn't it? It's going to be yeah. Amazing. And you you know you look at those people that you're getting together with in Loughborough, and you think they're they're amazing. Well, you're with them because you're amazing as well. <laughs> so but sometimes I think I certainly for me in my job, I find that hard to believe. I just look at everyone else and think that they're really good. And I'm just somehow managed to <laughs> elbow my way in there somehow. But I don't know quite how. It might be an obvious answer, but how do you think England will do at the Under-19 World Cup? Um, obviously, I hope we come away with the win. But yeah, I hope I would like to think that we're in with a good chance. Obviously, I know that they're not going to be an absolute walkover, so we're obviously going to have to put our hard work in, uh, which we're all willing to do, obviously. I think the teams we're going to have to look out for mostly are probably New Zealand, Australia, India and the West Indies. Yeah, I mean, you've got Shafali Verma playing for uh, India, so you could be bowling yeah. turn at some point. <laughs> you will get her out, no problem. <laughs> I think get her early is my tip. Mm. First yeah, over. But before she's like hit a 50. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Alexa, it's been fantastic to talk to you. Um, now, I believe, I heard a rumour, 3rd of January is the day you fly out. Does yes, that's correct. Well, I just want to wish you all the best for that. And so um, have a really good Christmas and New Year, but don't party too hard. 
because uh, you've got a big thing to do on the 3rd of January to go and bring that World Cup home. And uh, we're banking on you to do it. Thank you very much. <laughs> That was brilliant to interview Alexa, and I think she's going to be a real superstar in the future. 100%. I think I got the sense that she doesn't quite know how good she is. See, I would be the complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> like, even now, I think, oh, I'm such a brilliant no. <laughs> uh, But clearly, uh, there are some very top people in the game yeah. who really, really believe in her, mm -hmm. and she keeps getting picked for stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, so what a summer that she's had going into now the the under nineteen. So mm -hmm. I think she's a real uh, top quality player to look yeah, out for. Definitely. I think next week we're going to take a break. I think I can't quite remember the schedule that I'd set, but I think we're taking a break next week because I have my mocks you and do I'm have... taking them very seriously. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. Yes, I think we need to say. All the best to the under nineteen team. Yeah, because I know they all listen to us. <laughs> right, one of them, two of them <laughs> listen. Okay, cool. And uh, I know they're getting on the plane in a couple of days' time. Yeah. And uh, just have a great flight, have a great tournament, mm -hmm. bring it home. Exactly, bring it home. You've got nothing to lose. Well, you've got the trophy to lose, but win it, please. <laughs>